0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast. It has been such a long time and I have definitely missed each and every one of you. I'm so excited to be bringing back the podcast with season two. And if you didn't have a chance to catch the live podcast, you are in luck because this is the audio version that you are about to listen to. I had Three phenomenal, amazing women joined me as we talked live about the difference between self-love and self-worth. We talked about work-life balance for busy moms and putting some systems in place. And we also talked about strategies for your business. So I want you to just go ahead dive right in, take a listen. And if you get a chance or you want to see the actual live video, head on over to my Facebook business page because it is posted there. Now, this one is a little bit longer than the average episodes, but I promise you it is worth it. Make sure you have your pens, your pencils, all of that good stuff ready because there is so much information that I know you're going to want to take notes on. So go right on ahead, get ready, listen to this episode, and I will be back at the end. I believe we are live. It at least says that we're live. So hello, everybody. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. I am beyond excited about what we are doing tonight. Today is the one-year anniversary of my baby, the podcast, the Flow and Flourish podcast. And it has definitely been a year to celebrate. We are 45 episodes in. This is 46 Each and every one of these ladies that you see here have been on the podcast. And if you're new to it, let me just tell you a little bit. I am Nicole Rohn. I'm your capacity coach, and I help you create balance between your personal and your professional life while making sure that you're not sacrificing yourself, your family, or the people and things that you love the most. And tonight, Mm -hmm. I have three phenomenal ladies, again, who have already been on the podcast, but I wanted to bring them on because... This season, I'm really going to be hashing out what capacity is and how it really impacts our different areas of flow. And so we have Miss Danielle Washington here who is going to talk to us about some wellness. We have Miss Latika Vines, who is our boss mom coach, who's going to talk to us about work-life balance. And then we have Miss Krista Shavers here with her cute little baby, Noella. And we're going to be talking about strategies for your business. So as you come in, hey, Talia, I see you made it. Welcome. As you come in, just say hi. We are keeping this completely conversational. It's girlfriend chat too with you. Tell us a little bit about you, what you do, ma'am.
1: Hey, girl. Hey, Um, my name is Danielle. It's so funny. I've always wanted to do like this cheerleader thing. My name is Danielle. Uh, I don't know why, but disregard me. Um, I think I'm just in a really happy mood because it's my birthday week it is also my anniversary of my podcast this week so i love all of I this my yeah. Yeah, i didn't know i forgot when i was like oh wait yeah i'm like oh my god we started at the same time so, I'm so excited <laughs> about this um but those who don't know me my name is danielle washington i am from san francisco bay area so i also people if you hear the word hella don't be surprised because it is my hella favorite word uh i nicole likes to call me a wellness coach but
0: <laughs> I uh, am guru, ma'am. You help us think about it in different ways and not just the traditional ways.
1: And see, I don't think of myself as a guru. I think of, I love saying that I'm like the Harriet Tubman of wellness. I'm just on this underground railroad, maybe two steps ahead of you. And I just want to help pull everyone through. So what oh, I've God. been doing is I've been creating this wellness revolution for women of color because I feel like We are being told these lies that wellness has to be this way, that way. And I want us to realize wellness is like a custom pair of jeans and it fits the way we need it. I need to decolonize this wellness system so we could thrive and stop surviving. And so that is my mission is to see that we are thriving and no longer be like it is what it is. A little bit more about me, I have a podcast, it's Hello Well with Danielle, and I'm also a certified Karuna Reiki master and teacher, meditation teacher, and I take women on trips around the world when we can travel again, so that's a little bit about me. Ooh-wee, all the things. Ma'am, you just got all the gifts, huh? You don't take them all. (laughs) I am grateful to be among amazing powerhouse women and babies. (laughs)
0: Yay. Thank you so much. That is, you know, one of the reasons I had you here today because of this wellness revolution, especially for women of color. And, you know, I talk about all the time how important it is for us to take care of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I have some questions for you that we'll get into in a little bit. So thank you for introducing yourself. And Miss Latika Vines. Come on, boss, mom, coach. Yes. Well, hello,
2: everyone. I am Latika. Danielle, I did not know it was your birthday week
0: Happy birthday.
1: I'm 9-11. I would say I came first. I know that's why I'm people, but I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: did. It's the truth, though.
1: I did. Sorry. I'm a 70s baby. Disregard me.
0: So
2: it's funny because my birthday was Thursday.
1: Yes.
0: So Happy birthday. thank you. September in the, and the
1: house. let Wonder, right. <laughs> <say> Wonder <laughs> Virgin. Happy birthday to you. I'm my like, Caburgos are in the house. I love it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you in that pink and we be all good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And Asia, who's here, uh my VA is her birthday is this month as well. So we oh, nice. celebrating Oh yes. the 25th. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, Well, outside of
2: being a Virgo, (laughs) I am a working mom of four. Um, I am a wife. I am a work-life balance advocate. I am the boss mom coach. Um, I am a career development strategist, consultant, and also the host of the Latika Vine Show, which is a podcast for working moms to help them balance life. And I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yay. I'm so excited to have you. And, you know, I've been on your podcast. We've done a conference together. And just as a fellow work-life balance advocate, I <laughs> perfect sense for you to be in this space today just to talk to us. Because, you know, with things kind of going back to normal and they kind of going a little bit backwards, having that balance is going to be important. So I'm excited to ask you a couple of questions as well. Mm-hmm. And thank you for introducing yourself. Thank you and for having me. You are so welcome, ma'am. All right. Last but not least, Miss Krista Shavers. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and what you do.
3: Hello, everyone. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Hi, Danielle and It's so great to be amongst Black excellence. So um, my name is Krista Shavers. I am a brand architect and media marketing strategist. Um, I enjoy telling stories and helping brands and companies tell their stories in order to better connect with their audiences and to then increase their revenue. Um, I, uh, I'm i a wife. I'm a new mom. And, um, yeah, I'm a believer in Christ, and I also... Uh, work to make sure that people know that we are all loved by someone who created us. us?
0: Come on, ma'am. Yay. Thank you for introducing yourself. And, you know, I talked to you about being part of this because of the, the brand architecture that you do and really being able to help us put some strategies behind, our businesses that really do carry over into our personal lives as well. So I feel like this is such a great mix. We are about to have a really great conversation. And for those of you who are just joining or catching the replay, there will be links. So make sure that you say hello, click on these links, check these ladies out. We will be dropping all that information. Um, But for now, I want to go ahead and get started and, and ask some of these questions. And you ladies, if you have questions throughout this show. Please, please, please drop them. This is such a prime opportunity to really ask all of us the questions that you have as we get ready to go into the last quarter of the year, trying to get our lives right for 2022. So, Danielle, the first question that I have for you is, really, can you tell us the difference between self-love and self-care? And all of us being self-care advocates, I think that there's a lot of confusion between the two. I know personally, I used to confuse the two and I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes from time to time, I'm like, is this self-care, self-love, self-indulgence? What is this? And so can you talk to us a little bit about the difference between self-care and self-love?
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a great question because I think there is so much confusion between self-love, self-care, but I also think there's confusion between self-work. And so I think people don't think about all three of them. And so it's hard to embrace one of them if you don't know the difference between each of them. And so I'll kind of break it down each one or the self-care versus self-love because I definitely think that there is a huge difference. So the way I, like I'm a dictionary lover. Like I love, I used to like I was a kid who was, you know, love to read encyclopedias and I love looking at definitions. So I looked at the definition of self-love, which I really actually don't like. Um but I'm gonna tell you why. So Webster, my bestie, told me self-love is love of self, such as having a high regard for your own well-being, happiness, and appreciation of one's own worth or virtue, which sounded so lofty. I was like, can you just break it down? So when I think of self-love, I think to love oneself is to accept to know and trust oneself. And not only that, I think it's cultivating that gratitude and acceptance toward yourself, not just emotionally, but also physically. Loving that curve that might have been higher up at one point in time, that kind of lowered down, the stomach that might have been shorter but it came in. Loving everything about you when you're able to not just Love, know, and accept, but trust. That's a whole different ballgame. And I think that so many people have problems, me included. And I've had a problem for a good portion of my life with self-love, because I feel like there's this disconnect between our inner being, our inner truth, because we're taught we're supposed to be a certain way, you're supposed to look away, you know, you know, especially at social media, wellness and self-care. You see all these hashtags self-care, self-care, and they're telling you self-care is this. Self-care is that. And if you're not fitting in that box, oh, well, you're not doing self-care. You're not doing self-love. And it's hard to, again, understand what self-love is and tap into that inner knowing if you're tapping into what someone else's beliefs are. So I think that's where there's a disconnect with the self-love. So that's what I feel like self-love is. Um, I also love to say self-love is knowing that you are love. That's the woo-woo in me. That you are not that you are loved, but that you are love. And if you're love, you're worthy. Cause you are just pure the essence of love. The other, so self-care. Self-care, I consider that like the maintenance or kind of the taking care of you know, your well-being, your body, your mind, your soul. It's the nourishing and refueling. Um, I also love analogy. So if you think about it. I love wine. So you're at a bar or a restaurant, your wine glass is empty. Self-care is that waiter who comes and tops you off just because he's nourishing your joy of wanting that. And so that's so that if you want to kind of break it down. So self-love is more of a feeling and thought, whereas self-care is the action behind that. And then you add in self-work. So self work and self care I think get mixed up a lot because I think people mix the two. So self work is the act of trying to improve so you can get to the place that you want to be. Um you can have self love without self care, you can have self work without self care, you can have all of them differently. They all work well together and they all work well separately and you know it just I think people mix the two. So if you want to really think about it, self-love is the feeling as well as self-care is the maintenance, the nursing and the refueling, the recharging. If that makes sense.
0: That makes all the sense. And I, I love how you broke it down and how you added in the self-work, because I know that for myself, I used to think that doing that self-work was the self-care. Mm-hmm. And- I tend to believe like you, the self-love is the mindset, the beliefs. It's that it's the inner stuff. Not that the self-care is not because it can be inward and outward. Yeah. But in order to even get to that level, you got to do some self-work, some self-work. So I love
1: you. But you don't always have to do the self-work. And like the way. So if you looked at. Let's look at a scale,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like, you know, throwing out a scale. Throwing out a scale from the aspect of self-love, it's loving your body as it is. Mm-hmm. The self-care aspect of it is, is maintaining a healthy mindset around your body. And that's the one same thing, because that's where the confusion is, can be looked at a different way. It's just your intention behind it, one being an action, one being a mind, like one being more feelings behind it, if that makes any sense. It <laughs>
0: all the sense. Now, ladies, do you have any comments that you want to add to Danielle's definition, either Latika or Krista?
2: It's so funny. We're having this discussion because I have been on a healing journey. And, you know, when you talk about self-care and self-love, my self-love, me being able to love me and all of me, all of my flaws, all of my um, baggage, my hiccups and hangups, I had to go through this journey of healing. And when I began to journal and read and pray and and everything else, I realized that I'm okay. I'm okay human being. And I Love who I am. I don't have to pretend to be this person or pretend that everything is okay. I can love what's not okay about me. <laughs> You're talking about the the hips not being where they're supposed to be. How about you breast? Supposed to be they are where they
1: are. There's no supposed where, to be.
2: Well, where they are, where they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I breastfed four kids. And let me tell you stuff's not where it was when I was 19 years old, okay? But I've learned to love every piece of what I have. And it's interesting because I was listening to a sermon this morning and um the pastor was saying that you know, when you have scars or maybe things are sagging or maybe you have stretch marks or maybe you have birthmarks um, or Mongolian marks. We have to love those marks. We have to love those scars. Each one of them tells a story of who we are, and we have to love who we are, no matter what. So I, I love what you said, um, Danielle, and it's it's right up exactly what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, I. It's funny. I, for so long, did not love me. Mm. I just did not love me. But it's, I, I wanted to say it was comical, but it's interesting that for so many years I've been doing self care, but I wasn't doing self care. I was doing self work to get to self love, which then got me to get into more self care and like realizing that. I was doing self-care without self-love. I was doing self-work without self-love. And then I was doing all the other ones. And now I'm in a space where they're all kind of coming together so beautifully, like the best super band you ever could have imagined. And I am perfectly imperfect. Yes. I am so okay with that. When you have the self-acceptance you know who you are and you trust who you are, you show up differently than someone who doesn't have that. And yeah. the same thing, whether you show up with, whether you have self-love, self-care or self-work, you're going to show up differently than someone who, A, who doesn't know the difference or someone who doesn't hasn't gotten to that point of doing one or the other. So right. I honor you on your journey. I, I, I know the journey isn't always fun. I think that's the self-work, but... Mm-hmm. That other side of that mountain, yo, sis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yeah. It's amazing. Loving the journey, and I know this is a journey. And I was telling my therapist today, I'm like, I'm at a point in my life where I decided to stop on the journey and just sit back and just look how far I came, and I am grateful. And mm-hmm. know that it's just, it's, it's. I'm in a bump, but it's. it's sometimes it's nice to pause. And just enjoy the view. Yes.
0: Listen, y'all know I'm all about that life. (laughs) And the journey, like you said, it's not always easy, but it's necessary for us to really get comfortable in the skin that we're in. As moms, as friends, as women, as employees, just all the stuff that we're doing, like, there is so much that we're already carrying. We don't need to pretend to be okay. I love what you said, Latika, how it's, it's okay to not be okay. And part of the journey is recognizing that and learning what do I need? Where do I need to pour into myself? Like you Mm -hmm. use the wine glass analogy, fellow wine lover over here too. So I love that analogy. Um, Really being able to just to do all three of these things. Like you said, you can do each in, in different ways, but I absolutely love those definitions and analogies and want to give Krista a chance if you have anything that you want to add, and if not, that's okay too. So
3: let me know. Um, Just really quickly, um, it's interesting that you were talking about that and I've been on a long um healing loving wellness care journey myself um having lost my mother and grandmother so i was doing that for myself before Mm -hmm. i got pregnant and then i was in that process of well starting that process and then i found out that i was pregnant with a daughter and so that journey is even more um now it's like a critical mission for me because I want to be healthy and whole um, and well, hella well.
2: Um, Let's go, hella. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, um, so that she has that example every day from like the person that she's with the most.
1: I love that. I feel like part of the reason so many of us struggle with self-love is because we watched generation after generation after generation show that love was self sacrifice, especially black women. I'm going to go with the black and brown women that, that that self-sacrificing is the way we show love. You aren't loving someone unless you are sacrificing, giving your every last drop and dime until you are begging on the ground in the desert. Like I just need a drop. And us right here, breaking, doing the healing process to break those generational traumas is real talk of, I love that you're doing that for your daughter. So when she's growing older, she has an example of someone who is not following that. I'm just hustling hard. I'm just getting by to do enough to show that she can be whoever she wants to be and can heal and live wholly. She's so
0: cute. (laughs) So yeah. Ain't she though? (laughs) i'm just putting it in the chat because i i love you for saying that self-sacrifice is not self-love and that is what we as women and especially women of color have been taught right give your last um you know put the kids first do all of those different things and it's because it's been handed down to us so i am Mm -hmm. so glad that you shared that and krista i thank you for sharing your perspective as well because Uh Oh, Krista will come back (laughs) Um, as she talked about, you know, losing her mom and grandmother and wanting to break those different cycles for her daughter. Now, a lot of us, whether we're moms or not, are leading by example and doing that for our nieces, for, you know, our moms, our aunties, our grandmothers, all of them. We're doing all of those things because we want to stress how important it is to unlearn that. So I know we spent a lot of time on self love and self care. We can talk about that all day. So I want to um, get over to Miss Latika. Um, I want to know what are some ways that moms can shift their mindsets surrounding separating their role as a mother and their identity outside of that. And I ask that because as women, especially. You know, when we have children or even when we get into serious relationships, we lose ourselves. We lose our identity. It could even be throwing ourselves into our our work, whether it's at an office or you're an entrepreneur. What are some ways that we can really learn how to shift our mindsets and separate us from the titles?
2: Mm -hmm. I've also gone on this journey (laughs) and um What happened to me when I did lose myself, um, if you will, is that I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. And so many of us, um, you know, there's various reasons why we as moms have postpartum depression. Um, But for me, it was that I was not happy. I was not happy. I was not happy with who I was in the moment. And I had to go to therapy. I, you know, really, and and thankfully my doctor gave me time off. She wrote a letter for me to have time off from work, which allowed me to sit. And what I realized was that there was a greater mission in my life than to to just sit, just sit and and do for everybody else. You know, I was constantly putting myself on the back burner. You know, I wouldn't even get my hair done. And that's just a small example, but I wouldn't get my hair done because who was going to wash the kids? Because my husband was doing something with work, working late or whatsoever. Or I wouldn't even just take a day off from work. Because, oh my God, if I take a day off from work, my house needs to be cleaned, the laundry needs to be done, like something needs to be done in my house. And it wasn't until I was diagnosed with postpartum depression that I realized that God gave me the capacity to do everything that I have to do in my life. Be a mama of four, be a wife, be involved in church, all of that. But He also gave me the capacity to be who he destined for me to be. And I need to tap back into what that is. And so, you know, I had to literally go to God and say, "Okay, God, I know there's something in me. I know there's something in me. I just don't know how to get it out. And so therapy, um, of course, praying with him. But I literally had to go back to what it was that I wanted to do in my life. You know, as little girls, we always said, you know, hey, when I get certain age, I want to have this, and I want to have this, and I want to have this. We all planned out our lives when we were like five years old. What happened? What happened? And circumstances, choices that I made prevented me from doing that. But those choices, whether good or bad consequences, that should never stop me from doing what it is that I'm supposed to do. It should have never stopped me. And so I literally had to stop and really just think about it, envision what is it that you want me to do, God? And really just understand God created me. He created me with a purpose. He told me that there is a future for me. He told me that I'm to be prosperous, not just, you know, spiritually, physically, but everything financially as well. And so if God is telling me I can do this, then I need to go back to him and say, okay, I need you to help me figure this out. And he did. He he gave me the tools. He allowed me to go to, to therapy, which was awesome. Because therapists give you the tools to, you know, certain questions, certain um, exercises for you to figure it all out. What's up here? Write it out on paper. And so um, I was able to do that and just understand that there was so much more to me than just being a mom and a wife. And and even to this day, you know, I'm still working at that every single day. I am Latika. I'm Latika before I am the wife, before I am the mother, before I am the employee. I am Latika. What does Latika like to do? What does, what color does Latika want to wear today? You know, And I had to really go back to that. Um, And it wasn't until this year that I actually created a personal vision board where I had everything that I envisioned for my life. And it just made me feel so good to see, wow, I'm actually doing something for me. And when you see it, I see it every single day, this vision board, it gives me that push to move forward in that direction of where I want to go and what I see in my vision board.
0: Well, okay. Listen, (laughs) all of that. And as someone who has worked with you personally, can I just tell you that that personal vision board whole process has changed my life and really helped me to get back into with what does Nicole like? What? Not, yes. Right. Yes. Where do I want to spend my time? Because so many of us are so busy trying to, you know, whether it's climb that corporate ladder, increase our businesses, show up for our friends and our families, we can absolutely get lost in all of that. So that personal vision board. Yeah, look, I got it. <laughs> I have the vision board, but I also printed out the papers. It's taped to my bathroom mirror. Yes, there's one taped on the side of my nightstand. I have a picture of it on my phone That's along great. with my, my other stuff because mm-hmm. I need to see it every day and remind myself, hey, like Danielle said, you're worthy. You are love. You can yes. take a minute. And, you know, whether it's taking a, a nice bath with rose petals and all of those different things. What is it that I like? And so often mm-hmm. we forget what we like because we're so busy doing all of the things. And that gives me um, a good segue into my next question for you. So you talked about shifting our mindset and understanding that we need to tap into the capacity that God gave us to be who he called us to be. Once we've shifted that mindset, what are some ways that women can begin working towards having a successful work-life balance? Mm -hmm. And I know we talked about this in the podcast, right? Similar to what Danielle said, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Yes. Um, and I think it, that needs to be really clear because so yes. many people tend to say work-life balance ain't even a real thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just different for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll stop talking. Give us some tips on how women can really get to what may what they may consider a successful work-life balance. Hey boo, in the background. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I mean the first thing is is that you know we need to stop looking on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all the other social media channels out here on what everybody else is doing in life. Because and, and it's it's funny because my husband and I were talking about reality TV. Reality TV is not reality, <laughs> it is set up, it is staged, it I mean things are planned for. That's not what people do every single day. We cannot lean on other people as our example of, oh, that's what I need to be doing. Because you have no idea what's happening in the background. You don't. You have no idea if that woman is crying herself to sleep. You have no idea if she is being abused. You have no idea what people are going through. So we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. I think that's the first thing. The second thing is to give ourselves grace. We have to give ourselves grace. We are imperfect human beings expecting perfection. There's no such thing. There is no such thing. We cannot have unrealistic expectations when it comes to working motherhood. We have to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with our circumstances. And if that means that you can't do it all, you can't do it all. And so the third thing is that we have to delegate. We have to delegate. So if that's calling on your device, I don't want to say the name right now because it will go off. But if that's a device, (laughs) then you need to call that device And say, hey, you need to order something for me. Instacart, Target, Walmart, Safeway. A lot of these stores allow you to order online through their app and then come to the store and pick it up. All you have to do is pull into the designated um, parking lot, parking lot area, put in where you parked, and they will come in and put your stuff in your car. We cannot do it all. We cannot do it all. And so give it to somebody. And one of the things I say all the time is we have to create a system in system, the acronym, save yourself, stress, time, energy, and money. So however you can create a system, delegating, um, anything and everything, having someone to come to your house and clean. If that's the neighbor that sees you struggling and said, baby, do you need me to do something for you? Yes. Do not be too proud to say, I need someone to help me clean up my house. I need someone to help me to just watch the kids for five minutes while I sit in the car. I need someone to help me change. You know, now we're in the season, the change of season. I need someone to help me change out my kids' closets. You know, with the season change. Do not be so proud to not let somebody help you, we are not super women. Karen told us that. Karen told us, I'm not a <laughs> <laughs> She told us, okay, help me. <laughs> but, but she told us that, and then Fantasia came back. Few just just a few years later and redid the song in her own little church way I if you haven't listened to I, I need oh to hear that I you need to that. listen Are you to nobody else it. <laughs> you, you need to listen to Fantasia singing Superwoman with with uh baby face playing keys in the background let's List, listen to it yes
0: okay Fantasia I'm gonna, blue That who thou who shall not be named to play that when we're done <laughs> <laughs> while I add to order the groceries and whatnot
2: but it's you know we cannot be superwomen. We cannot put that label on ourselves because when we put that label on ourselves, we burn out. We get we 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 are diagnosed with postpartum depression because we're trying to do everything. We have these unrealistic expectations, and we're upset because we can't get anything done because we were not supposed to do everything just like god saw that adam couldn't do one simple job by himself and he needed a helper don't you think we need a helper too whatever whoever it is we need a helper we have to delegate things so that we can have that peace so that we can love ourselves we have to delegate things, whatever it is, build that system so that you can be okay. Um, because the last thing we need is an, another mom to be burnt out, to be overwhelmed, to be stretched past capacity. It's it's not, it, it is okay for us to ask for help. It is okay. We're, we're not too prideful. We, we don't have to be too proud of beg. It is okay. And if somebody looks at you crazy because you went to go ask for help, you look back at them like they're crazy. Just because our mothers did everything by themselves and their mothers did everything by themselves doesn't mean that we can do the same thing because we don't know what our mothers were doing. We don't know if they were crying late at night. We don't know what blood, sweat, and tears they were going through to make sure we were taken care of. We are not our mothers. mm mm-hmm. We are not our aunts. We are not our grandmothers. But well, we are our women of today who realize that our capacity is not built. What do you say all the time? The way my capacity is set up.
0: <laughs> Listen. We can't. Your capacity was different from how ours is. It was. Gosh, girl, you said so many things. I don't even. <laughs> Ooh. Just even the system that I put up, you said it is save yourself time, energy, and money. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. And just I'm scrolling back up because number one, like you said, get off social media. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And also my favorite, and I saw Danielle nodding in agreement, give yourself grace. Release those unrealistic expectations. Sis, so take off that cape. Yes it's not doing anybody no good, it don't even work. You can't do it, you can't fly, take it off. And that cape was handed down, like we've all said, from our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunties, (laughs) well-meaning friends and family who may still be operating at what their ancestors' capacity used to be. That's not what it is today. So you have to use these tools to match your capacity today. So thank you so much for giving all of those tips. I know that's helping somebody. I'm seeing stuff in the comments. Um, So yes, ladies, do you have any comments on any of the things that Latika just mentioned before we get into Krista with the business strategy?
1: I'd say amen to everything she said. I mean, you know me, I was like, I love saying give yourself grace. And I just wanted to kind of take that another step further. Give yourself grace without the guilt and the shame. Because we can say, oh, I can't take on this capacity. But internally, you're like, but oh, I'm a weak woman. I'm just not as good as my mother. I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, and that. And you're shaming yourself inside. So with that grace, I always tell my clients, talk to yourself as if you're talking to your five-year-old daughter. Would you say that to her? Would you tell her, "Oh, you're stupid. You're not good enough." So give yourself grace without the shame.
0: I second and amen that too. Without the guilt, without the shame, without the shoulda, coulda, woulda's. What do we say? Stop shitting all over yourself.
1: Exactly. Stop shitting because we do shit all over ourselves. Oh, I should do this. I should be that. Who is checking you? And who are these people? Like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna say something. Who? Who about these people? Is there like a committee of people who are like shaders? they know you the a girl y'all know who who they are <laughs> they don't exist so once we remember that they don't exist and it's only the internal mean girl that's in us who's keeping us down from our real glory, mm-hmm. recognizing that Noah's a complete sentence game changer period. oh,
3: I love that. Thank you for adding that um I just want to say thank you Latika you just super duper blessed me um all of those things are the things that I've been like living through um and you know just really identifying um who I am and what and where I want to be through all of this being a new mom being a new wife um and um continuously pivoting in business as I continue to learn and grow. Um, and so yeah, I just want to say thank you for that. And then I think too we talk about its weakness to set bound like what's boundaries or it's people try to say that's weak, but that's really strength, recognizing your limitations or not even just that, recognizing what it you should be doing versus what you shouldn't be doing is a huge strength that if more people had we'd have a much more a much healthier and productive society. So Yes.
2: I don't even know what to say after that,
3: but yes.
0: <laughs> because you know, I talk about boundaries all the time and the capacity work because Typically, when somebody comes to me and says, oh, I am overwhelmed, I'm frustrated, I have no work-life balance, I'm asking, well, what what your boundaries look like, babe? Well, oh, okay, so let's talk about it, right? And really being able to distinguish that boundaries are not just for other people, they're for you right for yourself and i talked about this in the conference last week that those boundaries are a necessity so i love that you bring that up because if we all got better i won't even say better got more comfortable and learned how important it is to have these boundaries with friends with family members at work with the co-workers that you don't like like with your boss over committing to you know work 10 12 hours a day so that you can appear to be the best one on the team. Like put some boundaries in place. I love it. I know I just went off on a tangent. I know we've been on here for 40 minutes too. So let me get to you, Miss Ma'am. Krista, you mentioned that you are a new mom. And as a new mom, can you talk a little bit about what changes you've had to make when it comes
3: to strategizing for your business? Absolutely. So um kind of what I mentioned before, uh recognizing what I really want to do, um, how I really want to spend my time, and then what is most valuable that aligns with how can I give value, but also ensure that I keep those boundaries so I can be present for um, a baby and family. Um, And then also using... um, as you mentioned earlier, systems or programs like Calendly, that's a huge help. I just send the link and you get my schedule. If it's now on the person, whether or not they decide to book instead of me chasing people down, trying to book calls um, or I absolutely I rarely go to the grocery store. I am on Whole Foods or Amazon all the time. Um, like I all of those things. Um and I even like um subscription orders like soap just came in today. My husband was like, Why do you always order stuff? I'm like, you always need stuff. So I just mean so I just put like things on subscription so I don't even have to think about it anymore. Like doing things like that really helps a lot with the business. Um both the business of just running myself, the business of running a business and the business of um, learning to run a family. Because all of those things and just getting into the mindset of no matter who you are, whether you're an employee, whether you're an employer, an entrepreneur, um, a stay-at-home mom. If more people thought of themselves and their life that they're managing as a business... So what do you have? You have deliverables, you have budgets, you have, you know, agendas, you have systems, you have processes. So when you think like that, you have goals. A lot of people live life with no goals. So you should have personal goals, as well as family goals. And so those things help you to build and to work towards something. Otherwise, you're just like swimming in the water with no destination. So setting up those goals for myself and for my family and the type of life that I would like us to live is very helpful, both personally um, as a mom and a wife, as well as a business owner. And I will say me living that life before having um, babies and getting married I planned on creating a life that I could work from home and manage my own time and pick and choose who I wanted to work with like three years before I even met my husband. And I was like, I don't wanna work 60 hours a a week. And I count 60 hours when I think of commuting and getting ready. So anytime I'm giving this job, is me working. (laughs) So if I am working 40 to 50 hours in the office and it takes me 10 hours to commute and it takes me five to 10 hours to get ready and get food and all those things just for this job, I count all of that as work. So if I'm spending close to 80 hours a week this job that doesn't care about me, doesn't pay me accordingly, and I know for a fact that I will not be able to live a life of true attention and involvement in my children's life. That's what really made me decide to make that pivot um into figuring out how to ha- live this life that I have now, not even knowing when it was going to come. So I'm very thankful for that and I would encourage any woman, young woman, no matter your age, if you know you want to like have a family, consider how you can live life. Like and it might still be in your job. Now you can do so many things and covid just like elevated that transition of giving employees employers the workers more power and say and how they show up for work.
0: Yeah. Whew. So 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 good. You said so many things too just <laughs> you know, I hear you talking about what I do as a capacity coach, literally managing your capacity around where you want to spend your time. Um, what is really important to you determining the important versus the essential. And I never looked at it, honestly, until you just said it like, Hey, even the time, yes, I consider the commuting, but not the time that I'm getting ready for work. Right. Like when you look at that, so I'm going to be talking about this at a later date in terms of like general capacity in a week, I, I, calculated it out we have about 119 hours per week think about that now i did subtract sleep seven hours some of us do a little more some of us do a little less listen to the doctor whatever you want to do with that but after you take out sleep there's 119 hours that you have to do things and if you are spending 80 of those hours at work or in a role that you're not fulfilled, where you feel undervalued, where you are suffering from imposter syndrome, all of those different things, that's a lot. You ain't got no capacity for nothing else. And so as a mom, I too have had to switch strategies. A lot of people have seen me talking about, okay, I'm managing my capacity this way around when my dad died. But even now, so with um, Liam being in first grade, this is the first time I've ever been home with a school-aged child And been able to get him off of the bus or put him onto the bus. And I've had to rearrange my work schedule completely, even as an entrepreneur to fit what is valuable, a best use of my time right now. And so I encourage everybody who's listening, like, you know, Krista said, whether you are in corporate or you are an entrepreneur or you're doing a little bit of both decide how you're going to spend your time, decide what's the best use and, let that be the driving force. And I just love how you planned years in advance, right? That's so important in all of this, whether it is self-care, work-life balance with your business. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And I know that's cliche, but I live by that. Anybody who knows me knows like I'm planning out in advance, even for holidays and stuff, maybe not so much right now because COVID and whatnot. But I'm the one who in January will be like, so what are we doing for the 4th of July? Because the way my capacity is set up, look. <laughs> and, and, but it makes a really big difference. And so I thank you for sharing that. Um, ladies, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Oh, go ahead.
3: I just want to also add in planning your time and setting up your life in that. I, I want to also say, and I feel like Black women... Don't plan your time and what you do in life based off of what other people said you should do because of what you're good at or what you can make a lot of money. Or... I I see it. <laughs> and I think I feel here, like I've seen this has happened to me with a lot of like mentors that I've have decided to take me on. They saw me for this. So then they tried to create my life for how they saw it. And so I was super duper stressed out for like a year during this journey trying to, well, everybody else says I can do this and do that. But then that nobody matters. It's just me and my God and why I was created. So I just wanted to say that for any um, ambitious, talented, intelligent um, woman who uh, has a lot of potential, people will try to put their goals and beliefs on you. Don't let them. Just because you're good. If just because you're good at money dummy, not mean you gotta be an accountant because they tell you to be boo, okay? <laughs> Let the church
2: be amen, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you, Krista, that that was the main reason why I was um outside of my job, but with you know, being diagnosed with postpartum depression. Because I was in church and I was the leader of six ministries. Because everyone kept on saying Oh, Sister Vines, you know, you can do this. Sister Vines, you can do that. You know, your husband's a deacon, so you should be a deacon too. You know, your husband can preach it, so you need to be a
3: minister too. What? All I'm going to say is pastor's daughter. So So it's like, you know, everybody's
2: like, oh, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. But I was like, hold up, y'all. I got four kids and a whole husband and a full-time job and y'all still want me to do all this, but you got people around here that are not doing anything. I had to stop. I had to stop living up to other people's expectations of me. You know, I was talking about the, the whole self-love I had to put me first. So yes, Krista that, Oh my goodness. That, that was a whole word. You said a whole word, a whole sermon sermonette, everything. It was a whole
3: series Thank you. That just, that just came out. I'm like, I feel like this was somebody, I don't
1: know. For everyone listening, everyone on this call, I have been that girl. I mean, that's almost part of the reason why Nicole and I met because I was in a situation where people were like, Oh, you do travel. You travel so well. People know you for travel. So do this, you know, Oh, you know, you can plan those things. You should be a travel agent. So I, you know, got the travel agent stuff and I'm like, I hate being a travel agent. I hate planning basic trips to Jamaica and New York and all this. Yeah, I said basic, girl. I said basic. (laughs) Because that's not me. Because the things that I want to plan for a trip and a retreat, I want to plan something that involves someone's self-care, that will shift your mind in travel. I'm not planning, oh, let's go get this picture here. Let's go get that here. Let's go see the Empire State Building. I want, I have... The way I do things, I was a vision a different thing, different than what people were wanting, but I didn't believe in me. I didn't trust me. I didn't know me. I didn't accept me to know that ain't my calling. I may be good at it. Not everything you're good at, like you said, is your calling. Not everything that God gifted you was something you need to get paid for. Some of it's just for you. So, yes.
0: Can you say that one more time? Some of it's just for who?
1: You. You. For I was about you. to sing, but I can't sing. So, my
3: weed.
1: <laughs> I was like, girl, don't do it. I do that like, yeah, in my podcast. I'm like, why am I singing on, on the yeah. podcast, girl? I can't
0: Because that's what we do. Oh, my goodness. All of this is just so good. All of the tips, all of the advice, and it all boils down to self love to capacity, to really prioritizing ourselves, to live our own lives authentically, not who people told us to be, not who society says we should be and we should all over ourselves, right? And really just honoring who we are and who God created us to be. And so just everything that you ladies have shared, I know is going to be super, super helpful. So I appreciate you. Um, I want to be mindful of time and just really ask one more question to each of you. Before we get out of here and Asia, I know you are here. If you could drop the links to everybody's um, website or podcast, the things that we were talking about so that everybody can go and follow you guys and see the things that you're working on individually, because I personally have worked with each and every one of you. Danielle with Reiki and talking me off the ledge when I'm feeling crazy girl, get it together. Yes. Yes. Everybody here has snatched my edges, okay? So I'm in good company. Latika got me all the way together the other day, like with her and her pen and her coaching. I'm sorry, Capacity Coach, what did you say? I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And even with Krista, Krista is the genius behind all the things that I've been doing with the the marketing and the social media, just the creativeness and helping me to bring my ideas to life. So listen, all of this is real. These are people that I value. So I would not bring y'all on here if I did not. So here's all the links they are gonna be in there. And while the links are being dropped, um, Cassandra said, is Danielle in Chicago? No, ma'am, Danielle is in, Ca- you see her shaking her head west side <laughs> in um Cali um so california,
1: my guys, not cali you know how I
0: <laughs> you're just gonna snatch my edges on, on the podcast too it's california, california ma'am i'm so sorry
3: <laughs> i'm so sorry nicole do you mind if I, I do answer the question first the baby's just getting yeah busy. of
0: course of course of
3: course okay so what tools do you give
0: your clients that you feel aids in building their capacity
3: and a content calendar, so um, building out that editorial calendar to help plan out uh, the month or the quarter or the year, I think that that helps, because once you get everything out and you see how it flows, it takes a lot of the pressure and stress off, and you know what to do, and you know what to plan for for the future.
0: I second that. It's been very helpful for me. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. I'll make sure that um, your links and stuff are in the chat. So if you have to hop off, feel free to do so. Miss Noella, TC, love you, girl. <laughs> okay. So Latika, I'm going to ask you, same thing. What tools do you give your clients that you feel aids in building their capacity? Absolutely.
2: So I truly believe that we all must have a Boss Mom Foundation. And this Boss Mom Foundation really allows you to have those strategies, to be self-aware of what you can and cannot do, um, and also to have control. You know, make sure that you have control. And part of that control is having a weekly, a monthly, a quarterly, and an annual um, productivity hour. And this Working Mom Productivity Hour is an opportunity for you to honestly sit down, write down all your tasks of what you need to do and prioritize them. Um, so I actually have you prioritize them in the list, what's really important, what's kind of important, what can be moved on to another time. And by you being able to do that, you can truly look at the upcoming week figure out what you do have the capacity to do, um, what's really not important, what someone else can do for you. Um, But that really has been able to help me and other people to really be able to manage their capacity.
0: Again, as somebody who's participated in these (sighs) productivity, I cannot tell you how much they helped me to increase my own capacity. Because when you look at all the things you got to do and you start plotting them in your calendar and figuring out. I remember often saying, I'm going to do two weeks of content this week Mm -hmm. this morning and do this and do that. And I'm like, girl, you do not have the capacity for that. Do not don't you tell Latika t- that's what you're doing, because that's not what's happening. And it, it <laughs> forces you to be honest with yourself, with yeah. what we've talked about. So I love it. I've put your link up here. It is in the chat. You. If you want to learn more, please, please, please reach out to Miss Latika. And then last but not least, Miss Danielle. I feel like I'm on uh Family Feud asking the question again. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready? Okay,
1: ready. <laughs> ready. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer, Good answer. <laughs> Survey, says... oh. So I come at things a completely different way than everyone. I, you know, that's part of one of my business called rogue experiences because I kind of like to go rogue. I feel in the capacity world, it's hella hard to have capacity to get to that capacity if you ain't clear, if your mind and your system ain't clear. And one thing I love about Reiki, so if you aren't sure about what Reiki is, Reiki is a Japanese technique of stress reduction and relaxation. Ever think about it, when you're in the shower, do you ever realize how you have some of the best ideals in the shower? Because you've allowed your mind and your body to relax and get into that state. That's what Reiki is. Reiki, we have all this energy and these blocks and these like things that like kind of stagnant energy in our body. Reiki clears that out so it illuminates the path to where you're trying to go. Without Reiki, I wouldn't have found self-worth and self-love. I won't even lie. It gave me that clarity. It gave me the capacity to realize what I can do, what I what, where I'm supposed to go, and how to get there. And it gives me that, you know, when we talked about self-care being that tune-up of our Mind, body, and soul. Reiki is that mental tune-up of clearing out those blockages in your body and in your mind, so you can be the best to get to that capacity. So that's so. How do I do it? I I help people with Reiki. I do Reiki. So I do Reiki sessions. I think Cassandra asked. I do Reiki sessions uh, remotely. I love doing Reiki sessions remotely. If um, Krista was on here, we were kind of talking about that earlier. I did a Reiki session on her. She's in Chicago, and that was when she was pregnant. She didn't tell me she was pregnant. Little we little laughed cute. about that before I'm we got away. Upset about that. <laughs> so I'm doing Reiki on her, helping her with things, and I'm feeling different things. And I get to like her stomach. I'm like, Yo, is this girl possessed? Uh, <laughs> There's something going on. She's always looked because she wasn't possessed. She was pregnant. I just didn't know. Um, and, but like I felt this strong presence and I'm just was giving, I was called to give her information about her daughter and all these different things. And so I love that Reiki, you know, sometimes I get messages, sometimes I don't, but it's a gift that I fought for so long that I'm so grateful that I'm able to step into that power so other women can step into theirs. Men too, but I don't really know my morals women, but yes. <laughs> That's
0: all I got. <laughs> I love it. And listen, I know I have your website up here um, for the podcast, but there are quite a few folks in the chat that said that they want to book with you. So will you tell us how they can book a Reiki session with you?
1: Sure, fly me to the Maldives. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> uh, it's on the website somewhere. Like there's weekly sessions there, but you can also DM me or send me an email at Danielle at HelloWell with Danielle I think the calendarly I can send you the calendarly link. Okay, and uh, I'll post it in the replay. Okay, so- yeah. So yeah, no, definitely. Um, I love. My whole goal is I want to bring Reiki to the black and brown community. I want us to see it as, and one of the founders of Reiki, she was like, she wants Reiki to be as common as taking aspirin. I agree with her. It's something that don't cost anything. You ain't got to buy a bunch of stuff and whatever. And it's just, it's just there. And it has been such a huge part of my journey. And I just want to share it with more people.
0: Now, I mentioned that I've worked with you and I, too, had a virtual session and I can't express how relieved and unblocked I felt after having that session. And, you know, we talked about. You know, some stuff that was going on with confidence, with clarity, yeah. with, um, you know, releasing family members. Just it's so much stuff that comes up. So I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I need to get in and do another session. We already talked about that. So we'll get that together. But you guys, like I just I love it. And I appreciate the way that you are bringing Reiki in these different modalities too light for us when it comes to wellness and just i thank you for that and so i'll say this so we can all um hop off of here i thank each and every one of you for joining me today and one of the things that i offer in terms of helping clients really manage their capacity and understand what's going on and have a toolkit is my capacity calculator and i know that each of you have taken it and It is something that really, again, makes you kind of be honest with yourself and look head on at what are you spending your time on? Are you doing things that are aligned with what you say that you value? Are you practicing self-care, right? All the things that we talked about today. And so the link is in the chat. I am having complimentary capacity check-ins throughout the month of September. So if you are someone who needs help, really figuring out how to practice that self-care, you're trying to create a rhythm between your your home and your work life and have all these ideas swirling around in your head, or you just even want to know more about capacity. What is this thing capacity? Book a complimentary capacity check-in. Um, they're free, 15 minutes. I'm excited to do it. And I want to help us all, you know, flow and flourish like we talked about. Like the whole point of this podcast is to give women the tools and the resources that we need so that we can show up in excellence, so that we can be good girlfriends, so that we could be good wives, so that we could be good business owners, so that we can take the time that we need and have Danielle fly us half around the world to go do, do these retreats and whatnot so we can get Reiki. So I need all of us to make sure that at the helm of this is being aware of and managing our capacity because without capacity, you have no room for anything else to come in. You have no room. So thank you again for being here. This is like the best podcast ever. Thank you for celebrating my one year anniversary with me. I am going to make sure that I drop all the links and everything in the replay. I love you ladies dearly. And am so just
1: grateful. We love you and we're grateful for you. And I'm so gra- glad you're you're helping people. You're actually doing these capacity calculators and you're doing these capacities like little mini mi- sessions. You are fire. You are so fire and you are so worthy and you were so needed. And you are lifting up such amazing women to shine to help other women. So I'm grateful and honored to know you. And I'm just yeah, I just want to say I'm grateful for you. Thank
2: you. Mm. Don't make me cry. Me and you will never part.
0: (laughs) I love y'all. Get out of here. It's Tuesday. I know that we've been on a while. I love you guys just the same. And I love the work that we're doing collectively because y'all know, you know, I believe when one of us wins, we all win. And so I'm constantly sending people to you guys and let's continue to do this thing and change the world and break all these chains, ladies. Absolutely.
2: Thank you, Nicole. Love you. You're welcome. Bye,
0: Danielle. Didn't I tell y'all that was good? Wasn't it so good to hear from other women who are also working on creating work-life balance, setting boundaries, trying to figure out how to practice self-care, self-love, create strategies for their businesses, Whether it's at work or in their side business or a combination of the two, like all of that was so good. And I'm so thankful to Danielle, Latika, and Krista for joining me. I am absolutely sure somebody said something that stood out to you. So do me a favor and let them know. Whether it was me, one of the other ladies, let us know because I tell you that we live for this. Our whole goal is to make sure that we are helping to break chains, to get rid of these generational things that have been given to us and to really make sure that we can show up in excellence regardless of the room that we are in. So I invite you to connect with us, talk to us, let us know how this episode impacted you. And if you find yourself saying, you know what, I think I might have something going on with my capacity, then do yourself a favor. Either go take that capacity calculator, even if you've taken it before, to see if your capacity has changed and or book a complimentary capacity check-in. Now, I am giving those away throughout the month of September. My goal is to make sure that we get into this last quarter of the year in great capacity so that in 2022, we can do all the things that we said we wanted to do. Okay? So until then, my sister friends, I am so glad that I'm here to be your capacity coach and to help you really increase your capacity by creating balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. I'll talk to you soon.